So guys, a few years ago, uh, when I was in a, a sales management uh, type position with a, a large retail company, one of my employees for my birthday gave me a gift. And he gave me a new international version of the in, uh, International Inductive Study Bible. And this thing has been sitting on my shelf for quite some time, much longer than I'd care to admit. Uh, but I've taken it off the shelf and started using this thing. And this is a fantastic form of Bible study. It's called the Inductive Study of the Bible. And the idea is that you would pick a section of the Bible or a book of the Bible and that you would go through it verse by verse, line by line, in an inductive format. So there's topical study where you say, okay, I want to study about faith. I want to study about righteousness. And you'd go through the Bible and you'd find all the different uh, uh, references to faith or all the different references to righteousness. In an inductive study, you're going through an area and just seeing what the text would bring out of it. So I've began an inductive study of the Bible, and I've started in the book of Galatians. Uh, I love uh, Galatians. I teach from Galatians quite a bit. I preach from Galatians quite a bit here recently. I love preaching on the gospel. And Paul, the author of Galatians, talks a lot about the gospel in this book. And so I thought uh, I would share some of the insights or thoughts or just things that are popping out to me through this here on Anchor and on my podcast. So if you're listening to this on Anchor, I'd love for you to hit that call-in button. Let me know your thoughts and comments or hit the comment button and let me know your thoughts if you've gone through an inductive study of the Bible or certain books or chapters of the Bible and just your thoughts as we're going through these subjects. If you're listening to this on Google Play or on the iTunes Store, you can email me at Travis at GoSurfChange.com and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to keep the dialogue going uh, regarding this study. So let's dig in in our inductive uh, study of the Bible in the book of Galatians. So Galatians chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And that him is referring to God having God the Father having raised God the Son, Jesus, from the dead. And then verse 2, and all the brothers with me. And so this first uh, thing that really popped out to me in this verse is how Paul introduces himself. He introduces himself as Paul and apostle. He uses this word apostle. And in, in my opinion, in modern day church, uh, I think that by and large, we have a fairly skewed perspective of what this word means. You know, I listened to a teacher uh, named Dr. Mark Rutland who talks about vocabulary and how it's so important to understand the meaning of words because as as an author is writing something down, if they meant one thing in that word and we interpret it entirely different, we can totally have a skewed meaning. And I think that's what's happened with this word apostle. So we think of apostles as really being the closest of Jesus's 12 disciples only. And then you can expand that out to Paul himself and then just a few handful of, of other people here in the in the New Testament. And the modern day perception is that the apostles were somehow uh, uh, in, in an exclusive sort of authori authoritarian role within the church. And so when we when we uh, extrapolate that over to modern day church, we think, well, an apostle is somebody who's somehow promoted into that role. I was visiting with a pastor several years ago 
uh, in another city and was going to speak there at his church on an evening service. And before service, he invited me into his office. And on the wall was a plaque and it had a date on it. And it uh, said this so-and-so pastor had received the, the commissioning as a teacher. And then next to that was another plaque, and the date on that was about a year later, and it said this so-and-so preacher had received the commissioning as an evangelist. And then after that, it was another plaque with a, a date about a year later, and this has, person has received the uh, commissioning as a pastor. And then after that, a plaque with a date about a year later, and said this person has received the commissioning of a prophet, and he said, I'm almost going to get my certificate as an apostle. And he was referencing from the verse where it says, uh, some have been given to, uh, God has called people into the ministry and given some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And so it was sort of mapped out uh, as like a promotion, like a rank that you sort of start off as the lowly level of a teacher and you sort of ramp up to apostle as there's some sort of, the idea of there being some sort of elevation or some sort of promoted level. But the original word here is not a person in, in authority. The word apostle literally means one who is sent or a sent one. Uh, like a, very much how a country would send an ambassador. Uh, so a person who has been sent for a special mission was how they would use the term apostle. So when Jesus was working with his disciples and he sent them out, then they became apostles because they were sent ones. Not because they had authority, not because they were the supposed to be the boss, so the idea of, of an apostolic gifting or an apostolic function as a minister is not necessarily that this person is the boss of a lot of different churches or oversees a whole bunch of churches. But the reality is, is that an apostle is one who is sent out. So this is very interesting to me because if a person is to be an apostle, they have to be sent, which means there has to be a sender. So it's very important if a person's going to function as an apostle, that not only are they being sent, but that there's somebody behind them sending them out. Here's why this idea is so important. In years and years of traveling now, a little over 13 years traveling uh, around the world doing missions work, I've met a lot of missionaries. And I've met a lot of missionaries who who sort of felt the calling in their heart and received the calling in their heart to be a missionary and just said, yes, I'm supposed to be a missionary. And they jumped and ran without having a sender, without connecting with even their local church to say, hey, can you send me out? Or a missions organization to say, can you send me out? And the challenge then on the missionary side is that once they get to the field, they can feel very lonely, very isolated. And the eagerness to do something good and the eagerness to, to respond to the calling in their heart to be a missionary, to be a sent one then they sometimes find themselves alone, isolated, without a sender, without having actually been sent out. Now, the opposite of that story is also true, and I've heard many, many cases where a person felt that call to be a missionary and moved to a foreign soil and be sent out and went to their pastor, and their pastor literally kicked them out of the church. I'm no exaggeration. I have met several missionaries who said when I went to my pastor and told him I was called to be a missionary they basically just asked me to leave the church and so where they were asking to be sent their local church did not get behind them and send them now the good news is is I have seen even many more examples of where this dynamic is a healthy dynamic in which a person feels 
called to the mission field or called to uh, another place or called to a particular ministry to be sent out. They go to their pastor, they go to their local church where they're already a part of and say, look, I, I feel the desire, I feel the calling to this people group or to this nation or to this community group. You know, my parents, for example, are sent to prisons. You know, there's not a particular country, but just any prisons around the world. So they feel this calling. They're sent to this place. They go to their church. Hey, I feel like I'm supposed to go there. And their church gets behind them and says, we're going to help you. We're going to help prepare you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to relationally partner with you. We're going to financially partner with you. And they become the sender. Or there's also numerous, numerous missions organizations. There's a great organization in Jacksonville, Florida called Go To Nations that we've worked with many, many times. You can uh, go back through my episodes and you'll see an interview uh, actually on the Connection channel. And then I shared it over on my channel with a missionary named Dr. Mitch Arbelize, great friend of ours of this organization, Go To Nations. And they send out missionaries. So they help partner with local churches here in the United States and around the world to send out these missionaries so that there is a sender. This dynamic works with having a sent one and a sender. So the apostle is the sent one, but a, an apostle can only be an apostle, can only be a sent one if there is a sender. So it's so important for the local church to collaborate with missionaries for uh, sending these missionaries around the world so that both of the dynamics, sent one and sender, are in place. So that's really what I got out of Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. I hope that ministered to you. I hope that connected with you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments on that. Uh, you can hit that call-in button and uh, give me a call-in. You can hit the comments. Let me know your thoughts or email me at Travis at GoServeChange.com. And I'll share those here on uh, the Anchor Station and would love to hear your thoughts. I hope that you guys are having a great, great day and God bless you.